You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hey, Frank. What's up, Bradley? Do you know why Bella Lugosi is a terrible guitar player? No, why? Because he's always pulling the strings. Wow. (laughs) Edward joke. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Pull the strings? Yeah, I get it. How would that make him a bad guitar player? What else do you do with the strings? You're supposed to strum the strings or pick the strings. You you don't pull the strings. Ah. Strumming my pain. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about a guitar player. Donnie Emerson. Donnie Emerson, back in the 70s when he was just a musical prodigy, I think he was a musical prodigy, he cut an album with his brother Joe, and well, well, they just loved playing together and making music. And the album, it existed. Then, around uh, is it forty years later, two thousand eleven, I believe, someone tracked down Donnie and or tracked down his brother Joe Emerson and said, "This is the best album. We want to resell this album. Why don't you get your brother?" And start playing for us, and we're, we're going to go on tour to really promote this amazing 1970s album. Now, Donnie, played by Cassie Affleck. Uh, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Yeah, yeah Cassie Affleck. <laughs> Casey Affleck. <laughs> Joe, played by uh, incredible character actor Walton Goggins. Donnie's wife, Nancy, played by Zoe Deschanel. So, Brother Joe, he's very excited to hang out with his brother again and play music. His brother, Donnie, he's always been a musician from the 1970s onward. He's written countless number of songs since then, and he's not really sure he wants to go back to playing his old stuff. Hence, the conflict of the film ensues. What was wrong with his old stuff? Why doesn't he want to play them? Every creative, I think, will figure this out within five minutes. But someone like me who is not a musician, I was like intrigued by why he didn't want to go back in time to this album. Here to talk to me about this music, someone who would never throw out a vinyl, Frank is with us. Well, I have to own some in order to throw them out, Bradley. <laughs> but uh, Do you you really don't have any? Aww. No, no, I'm a kid from the 90s, so I still buy CDs. I do still buy CDs of like my hardcore I'm also like group group of artists. I uh, um, I will buy CDs. I'll bet this next guest with us though, she, she probably does have a lot of vinyl. Melina's with us. Yes, no. Well, I'm younger than Frank, so uh, yeah. 
Mine but also Melina is a generation that is buying vinyl. Like they're the ones that yeah. are like rediscovering that this is a really cool format. Oh, I mean that's that's true. I guess I just chalk my lack of vinyl to lack of funds. So there you go. Well, <laughs> <thank> you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also true for my generation. <laughs> it's 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 the new Fabergé eggs to like collect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bo Bridges plays Don Senior, the dad. And this film is kind of dedicated to him, I believe. And he always wants to support his son in all his musical endeavors, Joe and Donnie. Uh, Very, very stout about that. Uh, This film actually does have a lot to say about a lot of things, though not much happens. How did you both enjoy this musical journey of the past coming back to the future? I'm just now thinking of that Aaliyah song in my head, Journey to the Past, from yeah. Anastasia. I was thinking now, about you just that, said that? <laughs> To the past. Oh, yeah, damn what the movie's been on my mind. <laughs> then another. <laughs> yeah. Who knows where this road may go? There you go. Yes. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was beautiful. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to sing anymore on this. You inspired it. You inspired it. Yeah, there you go. That's that's all I can do. But yes, uh, playing your old work when you have new work, but the person who wants to fund you to be discovered saying, "No, no, 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 do your old work. That's what we want to sell." How, how did you guys feel about this conflict? Again, I'm I'm not an artist. I would sell out immediately. I'd be like, "Let's fucking go. Finally some recognition." But um how'd you how'd you like it? Uh I actually found this to be very charming. And I was quite surprised by it because to see the trailer for it, I thought, okay, well, this looks like it could be something that's very sweet, something very understated, definitely based on a true story. But I think worst case scenario, it will fall prey to just being formulaic. One of the first things I noticed was how unusual of a structure this film had. Uh, First example being... Title card doesn't show up until 20 minutes after the film begins. Which after drive my car seems like no time at all. <laughs> so I think that's just like, that's just took, took out all the waiting for title cards. like, patient. Like, sure. Okay. Do 20 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I can't, I can wait. <laughs> well, I mean that, that whole, that first 20 minutes felt like what would constitute a first act, but they get that, which is, the producer, played by Chris Messina, uh, coming in and saying, hey, we have just, we kind of discovered your music. We want you guys to come in, or we want to basically try to get this back out there and re-release it. And in that time, it's like you get to know Casey Affleck, what his life looks like right now. You get to know, uh, or you get introduced to Walton Goggins and Bo Bridges, and as well as Zoe Deschanel. And it's after what feels like a pretty solid first act that they're like, Oh no, no, no. That was just the intro. Here's where the story actually begins. And from there I thought, yeah, this, this took a very unexpected, uh, this took a very unexpected approach on a musical biopic, which is in that it doesn't really feel like one. I think the most it gets into being a musical biopic which a lot of biopics touch on, but not completely, is the difference between having fun and actually creating art. 
And that sounds very pretentious, but I've known a couple of artists. I grew up in Seattle. And the way that these two brothers, especially, uh, Donnie and Joe, we see them as teens and then adults. I thought that was like the real heart of the story. And Bo Bridges hits home a lot of that heart with his cool monologues about family, you know. And uh, if you do have a father or brothers you're close with and actually hung out with, I think this is definitely a movie you should see. Not a top ten by any means, but uh, I think it has a lot of that charming heart you mentioned, Melina. How did you feel about it, though, Frank? Oh, it's a superficial piece of shit. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. Like, no, 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 no. I, I, uh, I, I'm largely in agreement with you guys. I thought that this was. Um, I agree. It's not really a, a musical biopic in the traditional sense, but I really think it's a it's a slice of life. It's uh, this little story that. Um, you know, it feels, I love, I love, like, you know, true stories that feel like they were made up, uh, that did come out of a screenwriter's imagination, but, I, but th- this is real life, and it just shows, you know, the beauty of real life. Um, I really love that this is um, not a plot-driven film, that this is so very much a character piece, and I think that's a lot, that's where the heart uh, and the rhythm, to use a musical metaphor, because why not? Um <laughs> Real, that 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 that's really uh, where those two elements are found. I love this title um, because not only is it the title of their of the album um, in the film, but it's also it's almost like a, a thesis for um, for who these two were, for who the, specifically Donnie, who Donnie was in his in his younger youth. And I love I, I love the the journey that he goes on, that the older Donnie goes on. I love seeing him be so apprehensive at first. Yeah. And then struggle to go back into that world because anybody knows who has had dreams that, that have been larger than life that have been uh, supported by the people in your life. When they don't come true, you can't help but uh, feel like you let everybody down. And uh, there is a lot of guilt and anguish and shame attached to attached uh to the aftermath of all that and i think that the casey affleck characters um he wears all that um all over himself and he's so in every scene he's so reluctant to step back into that world because um he knows how much of himself he gave to it and got nothing back in return yeah the film's main themes that it explores really well through not just his character, but also Bo Bridges and uh, Walton Goggins, is that sense of how do you deal with disappointed dreams? Like, how do you deal with having had a goal that you put everything into and even maybe took from others in order to try to achieve and it just didn't work? You know, not even through any fault of your own. You know, because I think what this movie does a great job of establishing very very early on is that there's no doubt that these, that especially uh, Donnie Emerson is an extremely talented guy. Like, this is someone who, if the circumstances had been right, could have hit it large. And he he wouldn't be running a, a studio hoping for artists to book work for him or playing it like some two-person bar oh yeah like you know. yeah, and not even a studio that's doing well it's failing yeah. and he and his wife are playing you know wedding gigs with 10 people there 
Yeah. And of course, you sit there watching that and you're like, wow, no, I've seen this act before. I've seen this band playing before. And it makes you wonder, wow, maybe in other circumstances, this I could be seeing this person at the front of a crowded stadium. Uh, but what I love is that they also show how that lack of success has affected uh, Walton Goggins, you know, Bob, or not, not Bob, Joe, Joe Emerson, who you can tell as it goes along, he is on the surface much more of a happy-go-lucky guy. He goes with the flow, but... The more, the more we learn about him, they're like, no, he's carrying a lot of disappointment as well. And he has had tragedy as well. He has just come to the realization, well, maybe this was just never meant to be what I was supposed to do. And I'm, I'm okay with that. What it, all, what it, it only really mattered to me that I was getting to spend time with my brother. Yeah. I, that was something that really surprised me, the, uh, the familial element here because the worst pain you can feel is to feel like you've let the people in your life, your family down. Um, especially uh, if they've gone so far for you. And uh, Donnie feels that in every, in every um, um, fiber of his being. And maybe he did a, he was able to get to a place where he, he could still legitimately say he was in the music business. He could still call himself an artist um but when this uh when this happens it it, it shoots him right back to that place and i kept on thinking it's things it's almost like saying when bill paxton says to the old lady you ready to go back to titanic you know no. it's just it, it's <laughs> because, <laughs> wow that's <laughs> actually kind of perfect <laughs> yeah it's kind of like um how how gun shy are you and he's and he's not you know he, he's um, I don't know if he feels like he, he doesn't have it anymore he, or if he feels he doesn't deserve um, that success and um, or if it's just not real. Yeah. If, if he's just perpetually waiting for or eternally waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it does color the way you see him as it progresses, because at first I'll admit there were points where I was like, OK, what has got you so apoplectic? Like, I'm almost getting irritated with you. Like, why can't you take this stroke of luck that you've been given and be grateful for it. Like, light, like, seriously, lighten up, dude. But then the more it goes along, you're like, oh. Yeah, no, I see how this guy started out as just this starry-eyed dreamer, and he has just been so beaten down by the reality of a yeah. business that can be so unforgiving and just so soulless. But, man, it's like, I've got to say, the acting here and the dialogue between these actors, especially... Walton Goggins in probably the most sympathetic, sweet guy role I've ever seen him do. This is such a breath of fresh air for him. Who knows he could do something that this was that, uh, who, could, who knows he could turn out a performance that was this um, down to earth and just full of beauty. Yeah. It's a really like beautiful character. Yeah, he's usually a terrible person. Yeah. He usually goes for like the larger than life. He usually goes for cartoonish characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, He's amazing in I'm a Virgo, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, like to the point where the way that Casey Affleck doesn't trust the record producers, I was like, I don't trust Walton Goggins. He can't be this nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to do something terrible. I know it. I also want to shout out the uh, the two younger actors. Um, 
who well uh, specifically uh, Noah well, Jupe and Jack Dylan Grazer. Excellent. Well, not not so much not, not so much Grazer because he's just um, that kid just needs to lay off the Red Bull. But <laughs> I think for me, <laughs> come on, stop down a little bit. But Noah Jupe is someone, and we we've seen Noah Jupe in lots of things by this lots point. of things, yeah. And um, he's always. Uh, he he's always he's always great he's always getting better and better and better and i always say that every every performance i review of him like this is his best performance to date i think this is again his best performance to date he's just uh he is so wide-eyed and dreamy about what could be but he he's he's also he's also very old soul about it at the same time um it's a great performance yeah, completely comes across as a musical prodigy. When Bo Bridges, uh, Don Sr., believes in him, I believe it because you can see there actually is something special about this kid and the way he sees the world and translates that into a song. But before, you know, they keep calling us back for an encore of this review, let's uh, let's go into our, <laughs> our final thoughts. <laughs> Melina, please. <laughs> Look how proud Bradley is right now. (laughs) You worked another dad joke in there, damn it. Um, uh, Well, speaking of performances, I think that this is uh, one of the best performances by Bo Bridges that I've seen in a long time. Yes. I'm not going to go into any spoilers, but he has a moment towards the end. Not even a moment. It is a just full out scene that I just sat there just silently crying it's like wow i I don't know if that was i I don't know if i was just in this kind of mood but that hit me so hard and just made me realize yeah it's like i think bo bridges is one of those people who doesn't really get the appreciation that he deserves no absolutely not um zoe deschanel for those of you who are wondering she doesn't get a lot to do in this and i am never (laughs) especially in this day and age going to uh, decry an actor for taking a role uh, because God no. knows that that's their bread and butter. Yeah. Hear that? AMPT. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, um, it was one of those where I was like, because she is as well known for being a singer as she is, I was like, it is odd that they picked her and have yeah. her do so little of that. Even so, I'm like, yeah, it could have just been one of those where she was like, want to be a part of this. So I don't care. I'll do it. I'll do it for a weekend. Uh, Casey Affleck, I think, is incredible. This is definitely one of the two very cool uh, biopics that he's been in this year. This is the one where he's not punching out Bolsheviks with his bare hands. Uh, But my favorite thing about this, I think, is the dialogue and the writing. It's so moving. It's so naturalistic. And it does give you a sense of who this family is and what they've come through together and who they're and how they're trying to reconnect after everything. And man, it's like, if you are somebody who is an artist in any way, if you're a creative, you know, whether it's music, writing, art, whatever, this is something that's going to be extremely relatable to you. Just the idea of what a struggle it is and how much support from the people around you sustains you and drives you. And I do recommend this very highly on that. And I think that for as understated as it is, this is going to be something that is extremely relatable and probably memorable. I really hope that it does get some attention. And I give it uh, I give it 9 out of 10 thoughts that 
I now have of Bella Lugosi just strumming it out. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar solo Lugosi. <laughs> Frank, your final thoughts. Um, yeah, no, I I was with you with that last scene. I think that um, Bo Bridges is, is uh, highly underrated. And, um, and maybe because it's me, I couldn't help but see. Um, you know, I, I love the, the tie-in. Not tie-in, but um, I I love that they cast him after you know one of his most favorite famous movies is the Fabulous Baker Boys, and yeah. Where he he's playing like a lot a character who is still chasing the dream, um. And so I love seeing him in a film where it was uh it was it was a flip side of a character like that, um, and that scene again, yeah, like you said, it it, it it'll bring you to tears, and I think. Uh, we I think we always feel like we, we we let our we let our parents down, we let our families down um a lot of the times. And I think no no matter how many times um they'll tell us that they're proud of us, it, it won't register. You know, cuz we won't let it register. Um and we all want like scenes like that I think in life. Um but the thing is, if we do get them, we we don't see them the way that uh, we see them for other people, uh, which is a shame. But I think that scene that scene is really the heart of the film um, for me. It's 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 not at the mercy of of what's going on in the present day. Every flashback you're seeing is through are are the, are the memories that are hitting Donnie after being told this news that he might have another shot at success. Yeah, these these are all the ones that are hitting him like like in in order based on what his past you know what he went through in the past or they're just kind of natural mirrors to what's happening in the present moment True. instead of the the narrative yeah. just being like oh well let's stop and go back yeah. to this and i like that i think uh i think that movie handles the movie handles that very very well i love casey affleck in this um I, you know he he so we're coming on um several years now since he won his oscar and i really like i really liked a lot of his choices that this is great this was a, a sweet surprise it's a very uh, cathartic film it's a very healing film um yeah it'll, it'll give you the feels it gave me the feels i'm gonna go ahead and give this 10 out of 10 i'm gonna drop a, an album that i wish would get rediscovered and it's uh, michelle phillips from mamas and the papas she had her one solo album that was called victim of romance um, right after the group uh, ended, and it got really, really good reviews, but it was a flop. Um, and it's a great album, Victim of Romance. She wrote and like um, produced most of the album, and it's a good one. Well, there's not much more to say about this. Um, all my brothers and sisters are artists. I call a lot of my friends and a cousin a brother, but yeah, all of them very, very big artists. Me, I was all like... But how do we make money from this? So not 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 a wild dreamer necessarily, but this reminded me of them, and it reminded me of hanging out and just having fun while they were trying to be these larger than life icons of artwork, music, and literature, and they still are, and I love them for it. So I'm going to give this one eight out of ten. So I don't think this is going to make a lot of money. Uh, just very, very beautifully done, quiet living room conversations. Like, that looked just like my living room. 
No background noise, no music's playing, just people sitting and having conversations that make sense. Well, to be fair, they didn't own a TV. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, yeah, they didn't have any streaming services, probably. No 24-7, you're all going to die soon. God. <laughs> Going out on a high note. 